Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Welcome everyone, you're listening to Scientific Healing Radio and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has produced what many would call medical miracles for hundreds of people. Discover how you can protect your energy when working with others as a healer or coach with safe healing at scientifichealer.com. I'm excited to welcome Diane Halfman onto the show today. She has an intriguing backstory which includes starting out as a police officer. If you saw this woman, she is this beautiful woman and you would never believe that she was a police officer. She spent 10 years in San Diego doing that and as she needed to transition to something else, she discovered that systems and organizations saves time, energy, and willpower and actually heals you. She has evolved into an amazing systems person in helping individuals and companies develop them from organizing time to how to put money to use and how to make your environment work for you, whether it's your office or your bedroom closet. I invited Diane onto the show to help you listeners start the year right. If there's anything I know about energy, it must flow. The biggest block to flow is clutter and disorganization. It can suck up your time, energy, and willpower faster than anything I know. When you have three or four people stuffed into a little tiny house, this is really chaos like what I had to live in and am now transitioning out of. So this is a perfect topic for the beginning of the year. I know that the beginning of the year is common for making resolutions, but better would be is to look forward. So why not put new systems in place? Diane has solutions and systems for you. She's a speaker, healer, and teacher. She alludes to the nine elements of a well-rounded life, and we'll get into that a little more. So let's focus on the energetic aspects of organization in many parts of your life, and how a little time spent every day can make a huge difference in your life, your success, your well-being, and your health. Welcome to the show, Diane. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am so excited to have this conversation today because I know it has really helped me and my family to get more organized and clutter-free. So one thing I'd like to um, tell the listeners about is that a lot of us have transitioned from one career to another, often in extremely differing areas, like diametrically opposed from one another. I started out in physics and chemistry and now do healing. And often we weave what we did before into what we do now. Um, so you started in law enforcement. Could you tell the listeners how you made this transition and how your law enforcement career and education get wrapped up into what you do now? Yeah, absolutely. 
what, what I have found is that even though on the outside it looks like people have moved from some, a career that is completely different, there are certain strengths and innate talents and things that we each have and we come that we can actually shift how they're being used into something else. And so a lot of times, like, so for me, having having order and systems were really important in knowing the law and uh, connecting with citizens and helping people move through their life when I was called to a scene. Very similarly, having systems and structures in organization, I'm helping people look at their environment and how it can best support them. So utilizing some of those strengths and talents that are part of, of my natural gifts, I was able to transition. One of the things that people don't always look at is your innate strengths and talents of who you are and who you're being are different than the physical things that you have in your space. So a lot of people do what I call the trapeze, where they're holding on to one trapeze with one arm and and the new career with the other, and they're not letting go of the physical things. So the research paperwork or books or things that they maybe used before, and a lot of times they hang on to them because they haven't fully released their old career. So when they look at that and they finally let go of those things in their space, they can embrace the new direction that they're going. Well, I just did that. I dumped a lot of old physics books, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It was really interesting. So, you know, a lot of people think, oh, organizer, organization, you know, they just need to get closet organizers and stuff like that. But it's not just about where you put things. It also extends into more aspects of your life. I know when I put systems in place for all sorts of things like even organizing my calendar a year in advance or figuring out when I get income, what I put in my savings account, what I donate, that everything runs a lot more smoothly. It's like I'm saving willpower because I know it's limited each day. Um, I think your clients and programs have these kinds of elements in them. So when someone experiences your work, what would be the before and the after? Right. So... Uh, systems are key, so I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. And, you know, also this idea of, of willpower, it's like people think that they're going to power through something. And, you know, if, you know, we really need to look at our space and our environment because that's what really pulls us into something. When we create the systems and the environment that actually supports us, then we become easy, slow, and have things move you know, easily through our space. If we rely just on willpower, it actually doesn't serve us because we're almost sometimes forcing ourselves to do it and pushing through something. So, for instance, I like to give the example of, you know, if you've got this 1,000-calorie cupcake on your counter and you're stressed or hungry, when you walk past that, you're going to eat it because it's in your environment. Willpower is most likely not going to support you when it's there in your environment. If you decide, I want to have a healthy lifestyle then you don't have that cupcake in your environment and then everything you have in that space supports you. This translates into all the different areas of your life. When you create the environment that supports the feeling you want to have in the space, the flow that you want to have in your life and how you want to live your life, when you create that in your space, then you're in flow and then you can rely on your environment to support you versus just relying on the willpower, which as you mentioned, can diminish and not support you. Yeah, it's awesome what you say that, that trapeze thing. 
Um, because so many people say at the end of the year, oh, look back to see where you've come. And I never did that. And I started thinking about what I used to, what I've always done is that I sit down and I make plans for what I want to do now so I can create a different future. So this sounds a lot like that. Yeah. Could you, yeah. Could you elaborate a little bit more on those nine elements of a well-rounded life? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, I start with people, you know, when you look at what's their, their before, is that if they don't have any systems in place, we look at the physical space first because that's what people walk into. And so, you know, a lot of people may realize that if things aren't in order in their home, it starts affecting the other areas of their life. So their relationships, their uh, sense of spirituality, that going out in, in nature, how their body feels, their finances, you know, their mindset, their networks, and their self-care. All of these things are related to each other. So when one is out, then it affects the, the next. So I also talk about the clutter to drama ratio, which means that the most drama and systems that are out of whack and you're not feeling good about yourself and when these things aren't working then you tend to realize that your physical space is not in order because there's a relationship between the two. If your physical space is not working, you tend to have more mental clutter and anxiety and not feeling good about yourself. When that starts getting uh, more in order and you start having more calm, it starts reflecting in your space and your relationship. So they're all interwoven to work together. (laughs) It's interesting. (laughs) It's almost like... You know, when you're overweight, like when I get overweight, as soon as I start clearing out my space, then I notice my weight goes down. And when I also get on a new diet, I notice that my space gets more orderly. So you're right. It's like your house reflects your body and vice versa. (laughs) I love that you bring that up about weight because weight is typically a form of protection. Weight kind of, you know, will protect ourselves, you know, subconsciously from things that are happening out in the world. Physical clutter is also another form of protection where we're hiding behind maybe going into the next level of where we want to go or looking at things or having things that are anchoring us in the past. So weight and clutter are very related in terms of forms of of subconscious protection that uh, don't allow us to... uh, be the best person that we want to be. That's so awesome. I love that. So <laughs> I never even <laughs> thought about that. But yes, it's true. All that extra clutter. Oh, I've got all this other stuff to do. I can't get on with my life. Oh, I love it. Right. <laughs> and, and, this, and this is the thing about, you know, the, the clutter and the lack of systems and things in, in our life is that people don't have a lot of awareness around them. A lot of this is just subconsciously happening And we don't realize, we think, and sometimes we feel bad about it, like maybe we don't even want to have people in our home because, you know, it doesn't reflect who we are. And so when these things are out of alignment, it's not a reflection of who we are. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's so, it's really interesting that you bring that up because it, it just is, shows the symptoms of what's going down in a deep, going on in a deeper level. And that, right, and that the times I felt the best is when my home was in order. And, um, 
And so, and I keep thinking, okay, I'm going to bring it back. No, I'm, we're moving forward. Like a lot of say, I want my body back. I want my home back. I want this to be back the way it was, but we can't be because every day we're a new person. Our cells change right. every day. And so now yeah. it's a process of moving forward into something new. Oh, I love this. So, right, right. Well, and, and also people don't realize too how this affects their relationships. So, you know, I just had one of my spa life retreats and we had couples there. And one of the things that came up with the couples was that the rooms that were the most clear, they had the most clear communication in those rooms because we look at what is the experience of their life in each room of their home. And the rooms that had the most clutter is where they had the most disagreement. Wow, how interesting. So energetically, what's happening in there is creating the chaos in the relationship. So the chaos in the room yeah. creates the chaos in the relationship. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, so when someone comes to you and you start working with them, uh, what's a typical result? Like, can you talk about a case study or two? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, uh, for instance, I worked with a woman who wanted to, uh, who she had already written a bestseller and was in the process of writing her second book, and she had, you know, writer's block, and she wasn't able to complete her book. And so she realized that she had just moved not that long ago and still had things in boxes, and there were things piled up on her desk, and she had realized that there the clutter in her space was not allowing her to be creative. So one of the things that I share with people is that creativity craves a clear space. And so even though a lot of times people can be in a space where there's a lot of things, they need to have at least an area where they can have clear thinking and they're not subconsciously having their creative energy be drained by what's in the space. So when we cleared that and we created those systems for her, she was able to have that clarity, and she actually completed her book uh, two weeks after we worked together. Wow, two weeks. That's amazing. I know some people will take a long time to write a book, but I guess when you're clear, you can really go gung-ho. <laughs> right, right. And then also that, you know, that same couple that I you know, was talking to you about is, you know, I actually had two people from my retreat who said, uh, or two couples that said that learning these processes and having these systems and having the awareness and making these changes in their environment, uh, in essence, has saved their marriage because they were having conflict that they didn't realize that these, this was leading up to the con, you know, leading up to their experience of their life of having conflict, and that there were very simple systems to put in place that changed their relationship with each other, which made them feel better about themselves, which had better enjoyment in their space. That's really awesome. I'm really excited to continue this conversation after the break. So I want to remind all our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis, and today my very special guest is Diane Halfman, the amazing organizing, systematizing um, healer. <laughs> When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into our process and show how it can work for you. Did you know that if the thought of a past relationship brings up negative emotions, you are still in a relationship with that person, often with unwanted consequences? This means you still have ties with that person and those ties may be sapping your strength. 
Why not jettison your old relationship baggage so that you can move forward with ease and clarity? Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, the Scientific Healer. Seven years of research at prestigious institutions like Harvard, Yale, and Johns Hopkins have discovered that relationships are the number one influence on physical, emotional, and financial health. In clearing those old ties, including what some people call karma, you get to wipe the slate clean and start over again, whether you plan to stay in that relationship with a person or not. Many miracles have come out of such clearings. One client said that her Christmas with her family was the best she had since she was a child, while another said she'd received several thousand dollars in a divorce settlement that had been stuck in limbo for years, while others stopped being angry at their former partners and are able to find new loves quickly and easily. Recently, one client who had been stuck in her business as her client's stream dried up signed up six new clients in the four hours following her clearing. I have good news. I have a gift for you. By going to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear, you can discover how you can clear past relationships while I do a relationship clearing for you all for free. Everyone who chooses to receive it will receive this powerful healing while listening. Again, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear to get the details. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for opening up your intuition and your inner guidance system. Go to scientifichealer.com to download your tips on how to protect your energy when working with others. Before the break, we were talking to Diane Halfman about clearing the way for the new year. I'm sure you're wondering whether this is something you should even think about or consider, but I'm sure you'll be convinced after we continue this conversation. So Diane, so many people end up in chaos. Do you find a common issue that stops people from staying organized and systematized? Well, I think what happens is that people don't have habits in place to, to stay organized. Most people have experienced being organized at some point in their life. They'll clear their desk, they'll clear a room, and then either a few hours, a day, or week, it's back to where it is before. And it's because they don't have the systems to be able to determine what is actually in their space and then what to do with it. And so really looking at uh, the, all of their space in terms of also asking what's the purpose of this room I mean, just because a room is slated as a bedroom doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're going to do with it or what you're going to experience it as. So, for instance, in my own home, I've had a dining room, living room area that has been a formal dining room, living room area. It's also been a game room for my children at different ages. And then I've also had it as a meditation room. So when you decide what kind of experience you want to have in that room, it makes it much easier for you to then create what stays and goes based on the experience you want to have and creating the habits to support it. Yeah, so I know that it takes, people say that it takes 21 days to form a habit, but energetically it actually takes 90 days. And so it's just basically doing one, you know, forming one new habit at a time. Because I know if I try to do too much at once, it doesn't work with me. It, like the my system breaks down. Right. So, um 
So what are some of the biz- biggest obstacles you run across with people getting into too much chaos? Like I know that for me, sometimes I resist it because I feel like it's going to take too much energy to get going. So then I just start chipping away at it a little at a time rather than right. looking at eating the whole pizza in one bite. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah, I would say the biggest obstacle is uh, people feel overwhelmed, they don't know where to start, and they feel like it's going to take a lot of time. And, you know, realistically, there is going to need to be an investment of time to be able to look at some things and make some decisions. Uh, however, overall, it's going to save you some time. So, you know, if you spend an extra five minutes a day looking for that, you know, that cell phone, that important paper, your shoes, like whatever those things are, you know, just five minutes a day is 30 hours a year. And we don't think about it like that. And when we have those systems, it saves us that time. And so we're choosing how, how we spend that. So, you know, anywhere from the overwhelm and not knowing where to start to the wasting of time uh, are some big obstacles for people. Wow, that just, you know, that five minutes a day, like a lot of people say, oh, I don't have those five minutes, but if they realize how much time they were wasting, (laughs) they would end up having a lot more hours to do things. It's kind of like saving a dollar a day with something by the end of the year, you've got enough money to, you know, it's like people buy this, like these three or four dollar coffees a day and if they took those three or four dollars a day and saved it up they could do something really awesome with it so time is just your energy and money as well right and you know people underestimate what they can do in a small amount of time and so you know I tell people to set aside just 15 minutes and especially if people have children it's a great kind of fun thing to do in the family because I used to do this with my daughters growing up is we'd set a timer for 15 minutes and we'd almost would do the Mary Poppins or the, uh, you know, cat in the hat type thing where it's like, how quickly can we get things back together? And it makes it fun for the kids and the family to know, hey, in 15 minutes, we're going to be done with this activity. So let's move as quickly through it and make it fun and get things back where they are. And that way it gets the whole family involved and you realize how quickly you can get things back to where they were. Yeah, that is really, really true. I started taking 10 to 15 minutes every morning just figuring out where I'm, you know, reorganizing the house and putting new things. I did that this morning where I looked at it and I go, I don't like that clutter. So I just reorganized my cabinets and managed to find new places for things that make sense, more sense than what was before. So it's really, really true. Just taking a few minutes a day to do this in the end, uh, you can do your whole house in not that long a time. So, right. so right. what are some, you know, that's a really great key tip. So uh, I know that you have some really great ideas for systems. So what are some key tips for making it easy to get people started and getting organized? Right. So one of the things I think people underutilize is the tool of their calendar. And you know, a lot of people tell me, like, what is what they have to do. And I have them you know, look at your calendar is basically the map of your life and what you're choosing to do in your life. And so I like to look at the calendar is not what you have to do, but what you get to do. And so you utilize that tool to give yourself 
blocks of time and priorities and making decisions on what it is that you want to do. Because when you make those bigger decisions, then you can start chunking down the time that it takes to support that and decide that you're focusing on things that are more your strengths and what other things that you can delegate that uh, someone else could actually do faster and you could be focused on on your strengths. Um, the other thing would be is to, uh, when you're deciding what you're going to do, it's really important to decide that the night before. So I like to tell people either either right before or after dinner to look at their, their calendar and I have some you know, more in-depth processes that I do with some of my clients where we look at how they're spending their day and know, like, uh, are you having to leave the house early in the morning? Are you, you know, trying to group like activities together and look at the overall flow of your day so that, one, you have give yourself space because that's what causes people a lot of overwhelm and stress is they, they plan too many things too close together and they'll have to-do lists that are 40 things on there when there's no way they're going to get that done. So you want to set your day up so that you win and you have those key components that you feel good that at the end of the day, if I have this, this, and this done, I'm going to feel good and successful about your day. So when you do those decisions the night before, you sleep better and you know exactly what your flow is the next day. That's a really awesome tip. I usually do that in the morning, but doing it the night before, that would be great. Like right before I basically close up my my book up. But I have to concur with that. This last year has been transformational for me in, you know, reorganizing my day, like taking my mornings and making them my creative part of the day, which is when my brain is the most most active and creatively, and then um, doing other kinds of work later in the day, and then scheduling out my week and deciding when I want time off first, and then schedule everything yeah. around it. And when I want my vacation time during the year and then scheduling everything else around it. So I've I've already done that. I took a year calendar and I scheduled everything out and it feels really great, actually. Yeah, it's uh, in fact, that's what I do in in one of my retreats is that we have the big wall year long calendar and we really look at, you know, it's a snapshot of your life. I mean, we've can put all our things in a written calendar or your Google calendar and you really kind of look at your life at only a week or a month at a time. But the beauty of having a, a wall calendar with the whole year is you can see there's certain times of the year where you uh, have more energy, certain times of the day that you have more energy. You know, when, especially as entrepreneurs, you're able to look at when do I want to take time off and when can that fit in. And one of the easy ways to do that is to look at you know, the months that uh, you can build your business with like a four-week month and the weeks that have five weeks, you can take those days off or utilize them for projects or creative projects or in your home. So it's a way of really looking at the totality of your year and how you want to organize it in a way that supports the type of, of lifestyle you want. Yeah, and, and me with my math mind, as soon as you said that, I go, oh, yeah, so there's 52 weeks and there's 12 months, so that's 48 weeks that you work and four weeks that you don't, so that's like one week every three months where you get to to play, and that's that's yeah. a really awesome ratio. Yeah, I love that. Because here's the thing, you know, what's great about having the wall calendar, especially for families, is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, we will work a lot of hours because we love what we do. 
And so, but we don't always look at where are we taking some downtime to replenish ourselves and rejuvenate. And just as kids that were in school would look forward to a summer vacation, they would be able to then put something on the calendar that you have to look forward to. So when we make those extra pushes in our business, you know, to know that in the next couple weeks or a couple months that we're going to have maybe a weekend vacation or a week off or something that's coming up, it actually fuels us to have more energy because we've got something to look forward to. That's true. And instead of sitting there and worrying about it, you know that's your downtime. You know you're going to do it. You can plan ahead. You can get, you know, blog posts done or you can get, you know, whatever. I'm I'm planning on uh, having another radio show in the box. So I'll have because I have a week off coming up. And, uh, you know, you can plan that out so everything still runs smoothly and the machine is going. So, you know, this is really, really, really important for health and healing is this, this kind of calm and ease about, about your life. Like a lot, of, a lot of people are on a hamster wheel and they're running, 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 and they're, they're sitting there worrying where if you have this planned out, it makes a huge difference. Right, you know, and that's why I like to have, uh, I usually articulate this to people by creating what I call a spa life, where you, when you walk into your home, that it has the same feeling as if you walk into a spa, that sense of, of serenity and peace, and that just, ha, ah, where you can relax. And so a lot of people don't have that experience at their home, you know, and it's the one place that we have, you know, ultimate control about what's in there and how we want to experience it. And so when we have control over that space to have it reflect what we want to experience in our life, then that serenity and sanctuary, I mean, a lot of, you know, we've heard this like, you know, your home is your castle. Well, how much time are you actually creating either creativity or in the space to actually have it be like that where you feel that because you have the opportunity to make that the space where you feel the best. And when you feel the best in your own private space, you actually feel better out into the world. You're creating more work uh, that is uh, meaningful to you and your connections work for you as well. And it's a great place to start to have that sense of how you want to live your life. Yeah, that feels, that sounds and feels so good. Yeah, you come home and you put your feet up and, and you look around and there's like nothing to do because everything's in order. Right. But, and, you know, p- different people want to experience their space differently. I mean, for some people, they want to have, you know, a completely uh, clear space when they walk in. There's other people want to have a little bit more cozy feeling where they want to have some candles and some books and a, a little wrap. And, you know, it's how you want to experience that room. And it's no right or wrong. It's like, how do you, how does it make you feel? So if you walk into a space and it makes you feel anxious, overwhelmed, and stressed, you know, that's not supporting you in, in your health or in any other aspect of your life. Yeah, I have, um, my love my space to have antiques, and which I, I do, and I also love my space having all the artwork. Both of my children are artists, and after I turned 50, I realized I was also an artist. So there's their paintings and their sculptures and their pottery work and their paintings, and then also my paintings, and that's what makes me feel really good plus family pictures so some people don't like that some people just want some big chunks of art on the wall or whatever 
um, but I'm really happy with it looking more cozy than than modern. <laughs> but you know, everybody right. has a different thing, and I love going into modern spaces too. But my preference is traditional, so everybody has their own flavor, right? Absolutely, and you know, from an energetic level, one of the things that's really a fun exercise that you know all the listeners can do as well is go from one, you know, from each room in your home. Stand in the middle of the room and close your eyes and try and just visualize it without actually looking at it and see how it makes you feel, you know, and it'd be interesting to see the rooms that make you feel really good and the ones that actually start making you feel a little bit anxious and you can then kind of walk around the room and just start asking yourself some questions. What do I love about this space? What stresses me out about this space? And just start looking around and either adding or taking things away so that you ultimately feel better in the space. That is a really, really awesome tip. I love that. Uh, because I also have people do an exercise where they are walking up a hill and whatever obstacles in their way, they'll figure out a way around it. And by the time they're at the top, they've left everything behind. And now they can create a new vision for themselves, right? And so this is Absolutely. just like that exercise. You can decide what you don't want to have in your life anymore and leave it all behind. And uh, mm. this is really, really great. So did you, right. so I have one little last question before we talk about how people can connect with you is, have you encountered any surprises along this particular journey of going from, you know, where you were to where you are now and serving people in this way? Well, I think one of the surprises that I saw was how deeply related someone's physical space is to their experience of the rest of their life. And that I saw this uh, most acutely when I walked into homes as a police officer because, you know, of course, we're getting called in, in emergency situations when people aren't expecting you to be in their space, a lot of times when they don't want you in their space. And I could see that the people that we were getting calls on, and it, had, it didn't have a relation to anything socioeconomic. It had to do more with what is in the space. I mean, we all have control of what's in our space. And the more things that were in there that were not in order and didn't have systems, the more drama that they had in their life, the more calls that we got to their home, and the more things that weren't in alignment. And so I could see is as the people that started rectifying that and started, you know, uh, getting things in order in their home, things started improving in their life, particularly their relationships and how they felt about themselves. So in other words, their home was actually a symptom of what was going on on a deeper level. It, it's yeah. just like I mentioned earlier before the call, one way, one way to feel better is to smile. And when you feel better, you smile. So it happens both ways. So what's in your environment is reflected in your body and vice versa. And when we were talking about the fat and the protection and the excess baggage that you have in your home reflects what's going on in your body and so on. Um, just so everyone knows, when you look, when I look at people's energetic blueprint, and um, I'm not as good at it as, as my clairvoyant daughter, but um, the energetic blueprint of everybody's body, a healthy body, is lean. So a healthy home would also be lean, like have more space than stuff rather than more stuff than space. Right. 
Right. And, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of times people go, well, if I, if I just had a bigger space, it would be fine. And what I find <laughs> is my clients that move into a bigger space, you know, they just fill that space. And so one of the things is no matter what kind of space that you have, it's really great to leave open space. Like, just because there's a shelf doesn't mean that you need to put something on it. Because by leaving that open space, you're also creating open space in your mind where then you can create and also be in a place of, of more serenity. So if we don't create that space in our home, we can't have that reflection to have that space and that serenity within ourselves. Oh, that is a great way to end this. So Diane has a clutter awareness quiz. So if you want to take that, you go to scientifichealingradio.com forward slash Diane and you click on the link there and it'll take you right to the clutter awareness quiz and you'll get an idea of whether you have an issue with clutter or not. But most of us do, don't we? <laughs> In some level or not, yes. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for being on the show, Diane. You've been uh, really helpful for getting people's minds shifted into like this new thing, and it's a great way to start the year. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Scientific Healing and for our wonderful guest, Diane Halfman. Again, you can connect with her at scientifichealingradio.com forward slash Diane, D-I-A-N-E. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com and sign up for your free tips for protecting your energy when you're healing others or working with your clients. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.